You're listening to Work Tape, episode 57. Welcome to the Work Tape podcast. It's Isaac Grover and Christina again here to make you guys angry with our opinions and to just tell everyone off because that's just what we do. It is. Christina, how excited are you to get people mad? I am so excited. I am fully waiting to like be yelled at by my two friends again. Although I know you wanted to pay them respects so you can continue that. Yes, I love them. Sam and Wendy, I love you so much. And I am still giving Guns N' Roses a fair shake. So I will get to that episode in the future (laughs) where I talk a little bit more about my more nuanced opinion of Guns N' Roses, where I don't just open with, he's just a Robert Plant ripoff and not as good. (laughs) Can I say that I don't dislike Guns N' Roses because they're a bad band? I dislike Guns N' Roses because I don't like the style. Right. I never dislike a band because, well, honestly, no, because a lot of bands I like are not really, they're not shredders. And Guns N' Roses is a great example of a band where they're majorly talented. They're really good. Very talented. Yes. I just don't like that style. No, yeah, that's the same as me. As I was listening to songs, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're crazy good. Slash is crazy good. I don't like Axel. I can't stand his voice, but he's talented. He's very talented. That's just a personal thing. Like, I don't like his voice. It's very abrasive. And I mean, I like Bob Dylan. I don't know how much more abrasive you can get than that. But that was so good that was so good you got you got the abrasive down but no they're a very good band they're just really not my thing like paradise city not my thing i didn't even know that was guns and roses at first i thought it was probably twisted sister and i don't like twisted sister either that's hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> But no, they are a very good band. They're just not my thing. Yeah. I had like this conversation. He's probably going to listen to this one day. He's probably going to rip to shreds every episode. And that's fine. We have that relationship. But he, we just, we're so different, right? I'm more of a jazz head. He's more of a classical head. Like, you know, the very stereotypical bumping heads, Mm. like classical uh, or uh, jazz. uh, And oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I like my reggae, but he likes his shredding. Okay. They are different. Mm-hmm. And I've told people Very. countless times, you can't go into reggae or grunge expecting a shred fest. Right. Oh, totally. And like that would ruin it. Probably it would make it something different than it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's fine if you don't like that. I mean, I would just like someone to say like, hey, I just don't like it. Right. But yeah. stop expecting them to do something that has nothing to do with the genre. Now, that's fair. Someone could argue, why should we have these confinements of what a genre is? Why can't we do whatever you want? It's like, well, here's one thing. First off, yeah, it's good to combine. I'm not saying don't combine. But number two, then it's a different genre. So if you're going to change things up, you're going to have to create a totally different name or you can create a subgenre there. That's what typically happens. Yes. And that's OK. We've been doing that forever. And so I don't believe in genreless music. I think that's a dumb term. Yeah. No, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Everything has a category. Like it just is what it is. 
that's like saying like non-denominational churches are not which is not true yeah (laughs) non-denominational kind of is its own denomination at this point (laughs) well we're brandless like that's a brand we are (laughs) we're brandless Yeah, non-denominational churches have their own brand. (laughs) Although it is different. It is different. It's different. But see, it's different and not not something. It's just different. Right. Everything is something. Everything has a category. Everything. Everything. When it comes to the music, I understand it. Things aren't for everyone. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. So that's that. But back to just what rock music is, I just never understood oh, you know, it's not what it used to be. And just because we have these guitar heroes dying, everyone's like, rock is dead. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, I see what they're saying. Like, it is the death of rock. I think that a lot of rock is probably not as good as it used to be. But a lot of it is very good. It's just so different. It's almost as if rock died and was reincarnated into a different form or something and like you said now you have um muse muse is great oh my gosh you ended up with weird groups like radiohead and just so different so different than they used to be but amazing although i don't know would you call radiohead rock yes i would okay absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah and they're very different like and i wouldn't have them any other way oh my gosh do I want to hear shredding in Radiohead? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Disgusting. Yeah, like they are their own evolution of rock. And I think to say that rock just died just because it's different is kind of unfair, probably. But it depends on what people are talking about when they're saying the death of rock. Like I'd want to hear examples, I guess. Right. So to your point, I agree with that. You brought up some really interesting little pieces that I think we could even expound on a little bit more as well. We can revisit this another time because this this would take hours to talk on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not because it really needs to take hours. It's because so many people make all these claims. And I get it. You know, I mean, you could say these claims I'm making are just baseless claims. But I'll explain why and show you why they're not baseless. Mm -hmm. People had their time. Okay, they had their time when they were 20. They had their time when they were 30. You only are 20 and 30 once, right? Mm -hmm. Some people didn't even make it to that. In fact, a lot of these legends, so to speak, that we idolize didn't make it past 25, 27. Yeah. That's the (laughs) truth. And it still happens today. Juice World, Lil Peep, even if I'm not that big on trap today and like stuff like that, there's always something in trap that I like. And there's always something about modern music that I can appreciate. But Kind of furthering that point more, rock has become such an oversimplified genre. That's so true. People have forgot how vast that genre truly is. They have forgotten that punk is rock, that post-punk is rock, hair metal is rock, that metal is rock, speed metal. Post-rock is rock, whether people want to agree with it or not. Coldplay is rock. Hmm. I mean, rock embodies so many. It Rock to me is almost like pop. Rock and pop are more vague to me than jazz. Jazz to me is more specific. And I think even classical can be more specific. I think that yeah. pop is more vague than rock. Pop is literally everything from a rap song. That's the biggest. 
it's so vague. And I understand there's, oh, well, there's bubblegum pop. Yeah. There's boys to men pop. And then there's um, Justin Timberlake pop. And I, I agree. You know, Michael Jackson pop. Sure. I would consider Michael Jackson, if we're going to talk about the genre, it's classic pop. Yeah. But go back even further. And I don't know if I was talking with you about this or Mitch or both, but Motown is classic pop. Totally. Totally. It's where Michael Jackson had his roots with his siblings, with his family. I'd have to say the golden era of pop really started with like doo-wop and stuff like that. It started with like the 50s stuff. You could even go further back to Perry Como. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's pop at its poppiest and it's classic. It's old. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason like it's short for popular music. How vague is that? Popular music. That's a tricky thing about these buzzwords because they're just buzzwords. They're not so official. Yeah. Pop can be a genre, but it's also a shortened term for popular music. So indie is a great example of that. Independent music. You can be a rap artist and be independent, but it's not indie by genre. It's just indie as an independent. Yes, that's so true. But then there's indie, which is commonly categorized with alternative rock. And then under the umbrella of alternative rock, post-punk. Mm. alternative rock bands would be anywhere from talking heads to interpol to the killers yeah i mean modest mouse aren't post-punk that's a good example but they are still alternative oh yeah they're also considered indie yeah and that's the thing is rock has turned into anything from the 70s to maybe the the 90s but let's look back, though. I, re- I mean, I don't remember because I wasn't like conscious, really. I wasn't knowing what was going on. But I remember, you know, I read about things. I watch YouTube. So I have some reference. I'm not perfect in my reference, but I'm using the best of what I can of history that I can recall by video and recording and what I can gather. But it seems to me the 90s was quite a turbulent period where people were kind of like weird with grunge. And they were like, what's going on? You know, like. Our hair metal was here, and now all of a sudden, grunge took over. What's going on? It seems to me that grunge must have been hated by adults back then. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. And that is kind of weird when you think about it. That transition from the 80s to 90s couldn't have been super smooth. No, I don't think it was because it doesn't seem to me like from the 50s to the 60s, that was very smooth either. Mm. I mean, the 60s is probably one of the biggest phenomenons in music history. I mean, I wouldn't say that because we, you know, music's been around since as long as we can remember, right? It's been around before. There was music before the 1900s, believe it or not. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> well, that's is this too much? <laughs> I think so. I, I, I have to reevaluate something. You're like going like, to like a midlife crisis. You're like, what's, what's my life? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, no, music obviously existed before the 1900s, but music in the 1900s was a time when, I mean, I know we could look back at Scott Joplin and stuff like that, but music in the last hundred years has been probably the best documented of music, uh, like anything else. And so yes, rock has kind of turned into this poster child, I would say, for music, for popular music. So mm-hmm. you have Rolling Stones, you have Beatles, and if we're going to talk about underground stuff, Velvet Underground, one of the most influential bands of all time. Mm. So these bands, they created a, um, a framework, a blueprint for rock music, but rock preceded those guys as well, because that is mostly totally. 
it's guitar centric. Now the Beatles, I think, incorporated more instruments. Yes. Yes. But that's like in a way the beginning. I mean, sorry, I, I'm going to rewind there. I'm not saying that's the beginning of guitar rock. I mean, we could talk about Chuck Berry. Oh, yes. Uh, Robert Johnson. Guitar has been in rock for a while, but the thing is, rock used to be led by piano as well, like Jelly Roll, not Jelly Roll. Wayne Orbison. Yeah. Yes. Him. Was Fats Domino? I mean, he was a pianist. Fats Domino was a pianist. But was he a jazz pianist? He wasn't a rock pianist, right? Or am I wrong? I feel like there was probably, I have to look, but I feel like there was some, uh, a little of both there. Yeah, there was some overlap there with Fats Domino. Well, let's use Little Richard. Jerry Lee Lewis, even? Jerry Lee Lewis, yes. 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 Rock was not so narrow-minded, in my opinion, back then. I know it was controversial, but it was not as narrow-minded as it is today. I think rock, right. ironically, garnered so many different subgenres over the last several decades, but has become so narrow-minded. There was a time when rock wasn't so narrow-minded. It was anything from Talking Heads to the Beatles to Nirvana. I mean, like, rock yeah. encompasses so many different styles and subcultures. I think it's really insulting and misinformative to say, oh, it's just Guns N' Roses and Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix, maybe. And that's it. That's true. But no, you're right. And you know what I think it is? I think it's musical elitism. It's people who are like, yes. they're very classic rock heads, like, which I am one, obviously. like You can be an elitist by nature without being an elitist in practice. Sure. Totally. And I think that's you and me. Yeah. We don't have to. Just because we have our own narrow minded like beliefs and opinions doesn't mean that I feel like it's responsibility for us to see that and be honest about it. Like, yeah, I'm biased toward this. I don't like this. But in no way am I illegitimizing this. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't delegitimize bands that don't fit the classic rock mold. Exactly. The only thing I disagree with, and maybe it's more like you just worded it a certain way, but you didn't mean to. I don't believe rock died. And I think it's interesting that you said that it's almost like rock in a way died, but kind of reincarnated. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of truth to that, but I don't really think it died. And maybe that's what you meant to say. Anyway, I truly believe rock has been doing what it's been doing ever since its inception. I really believe it's just mm. always evolving. Let's just say Robert Johnson. Let's just use Robert Johnson because it's ancient or Rosetta Tharp. She was a, a rock pioneer from the 30s, I think. 30s or 40s, something like that. I don't know who that is. So Rosetta, um, she's a, a rock pioneer. But I mean, rock really started with blues, gospel. I mean, we oh, can yeah. get into that. But um, we'll do that another time. But rock <laughs> really was like that. Think about it. Rock started like that, or at least something similar to that, or maybe even just a little bit before that. And it evolved into sludge rock, into Melvin's. I mean, even earlier, let's go back to the 70s. That evolved into Black Sabbath? Yeah, wild. Totally wild. I mean, that's a 40-year time span. It evolved a lot. Yeah. And I don't think rock has evolved as aggressively as it did for the first 50, 60, maybe even 70 years. As interesting as our subgenres are and how we've been able to kind of do our own thing, I don't think it's been nearly as, and I think this, you were kind of hinting this. I don't think you said it exactly, but you hinted toward the fact that, oh, well, I really believe that rock evolved the most and was the most revolutionary at an earlier time. That's true. I totally agree. 
I don't think that rock or popular music today and the mainstream is as technical or as um, nuanced or even as quote unquote good as it used to be. Like if we're going to talk about technicality, I agree with that mm-hmm. 100%. Sure. Now in the underground, because in the underground, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe people have been doing new things that we've never heard before that are even better than what we've done like 30, 40 years ago. So I can't speak on that. I can only speak on the mainstream. Sure. Listen to Black Midi. They're like a big band too. And I've showed you everything, everything. I mean, I don't think they're so revolutionary that they're doing things no one has ever done before. But in a way, yes, because that's kind of the best of both worlds. When their sound is familiar and you can clearly hear, oh, no, they took this from other people. But then they're packaging it in a way that almost no one, and I mean no one, as far as the mainstream is concerned, has ever done before. So, no, I truly believe that rock is just evolving. And a lot of diehard, I get it, Zeppelin, I'm not picking on you, but a lot of diehard. Pink Floyd and Zeppelin. And as far as I'm concerned, Zeppelin and Pink Floyd have such a different sound. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. Same era, completely different sound. Yes. So. Oh, yes. But like, I just feel like, hey, let these genres marinate. Let these genres simmer. Let them change a bit. Yeah. We don't need to be throwing labels like, oh, rock is dead. But like people just have such a narrow minded view of things. And like, we're all going to get old. We're all going to have our time. We're not going to stay 20, 30 forever. It's okay. Yeah, I understand that aging is depressing, but the reality is take it out on something else. Go talk to your therapist, talk to your spouse, stop trying to take it out on younger kids and get mad at them that their time is different than yours. It's okay. Honestly, all I hear are people's insecurities coming out. That's it. That's hilarious. I don't think it's that extreme. I only think it's extreme because I listen to a lot of different critics. So maybe that's why. Oh, no, that's the problem. That's hilarious. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who couldn't care less. I'm talking about these so-called music journalists and publications. I mean, like, they're just so out of touch. Oh, totally. That's what I'm talking about. But literally, most people could not care less. Right. Like, most people are normal. Like, you get some middle-aged, like, dad who's like, oh, yeah, rock is dead but he's not like you know like bashing little kids like you know you stupid teenagers but that's what they do not normal middle-aged dad no not normal ones but these ones that like i swear like jeff and i talk about these stereotypes all the time and he was talking about like this one guy like this kid who was at like a, a modest mouse concert and johnny marr from the smiths came over to play with modest mouse so in a way, it's like a super group, but not really. And so this guy has like this Smith shirt. And this is a band from like the mid 80s. OK, and then this is like a concert from like 2007, 2008. And then like Jeff remembers this guy, like kind of like interrogating this kid. He's like, I see you're wearing like a Smith shirt, you know, like, oh, you know, I saw them back in like 1985 or Morrissey. <laughs> and then Jeff's like, dude, just relax. Leave him alone. Like maybe he likes Johnny Marr. Maybe he likes the Smith. But even if he didn't, he could not care less about that. I do sometimes think, just saying, these Nirvana shirts have gotten way out of hand. Oh, absolutely. So if I'm going to be that guy, I'm going to be that guy now. But let me also stop myself to say, whatever, wear your Nirvana shirt. It's like a split personality. Like one moment, I'm like, don't wear that Nirvana shirt. Like you don't listen to them. But then on the other hand, I'm like, who cares? They want to wear a Nirvana shirt. Go ahead. Right. I 
do think it's stupid, but it is what it is. <laughs> it I'm is. always scared too. Like I'm always preparing myself when I go out wearing a Rush t-shirt or a Beatles t-shirt for people to be like, oh, well, what's your favorite song by Rush? And to like name a few, it's never happened to me. Thank the Lord. But like, I want to be prepared because I actually like Rush. I'm like, oh yeah, well, you know, their first album was actually really sick, Working Man. And they'd be like, you know, their first album. Yeah, I know their first album. I'm a Rush fan. You're like, next time, don't rush me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, someone gave me a Grateful Dead shirt and I'm not even big on Grateful Dead. So the guy gave it to me or I found it in a bin somewhere like in a, I don't know, donated clothes, almost had stolen clothes, different thing might have been stolen, but it was donated. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I'm not a Grateful Dead person. I love Chicago. I do like Jethro Tull. I do like a lot of bands from that time. Mm-hmm. Not big on Grateful Dead. I like them. Oh, the band's also a good band. They're very similar to the band, even Rolling Stones. And I was like, huh, this is. They're pretty good, but I'm not big on them, but I do wear it and I try. I won't lie. I do try to know at least a few songs for the nerds out there. Yes. Yes. I know a couple of few songs like, yeah, I listened to Grateful Dead before you say anything. I'm not big on them. This is a hand me down. Someone gave it to me. But just for you. Yeah. I learned a little bit of them. Yeah. I love that. It's like a respect thing. But but again, not everyone does it. And a lot of people don't think about it the way I do. They just wear a shirt and I, I don't blame them for it. And I feel bad for them. Right. So just saying I hear you guys. Okay. And stop wearing the Nirvana shirts. I'm just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> Give it to someone who knows some Nirvana. <laughs> More than just smells like team spirit, preferably. You know, it's funny. I committed that sin. That's one of my favorite songs by them. Not my favorite, but one of my oh. favorite. I totally committed the sin. Oh, no, it's a good one. I just think like if you're going to wear a Nirvana shirt, please know more than just that song. <laughs> right. Right. But I know that's a great song. It's a great song. Like, don't get me wrong. But some Nirvana heads like, you can't like that song because it's their most popular. People are like that. Oh, trust, trust me on that. My trust gosh. me. They'll look down that- on you because like, what? That's your favorite song? Like, actually, yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's one of my favorites by them. Right. I mean, who doesn't like Dave beating up on that kit? That'd be like a Zeppelin fan being like, you're not allowed to like Stairway to Heaven. But Zeppelin fans aren't like that. Really? Yeah, no, I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Can we get into some um, Zeppelin stereotypes next time? That'd be great. Yes, absolutely. I'll try and find some. <laughs> and I'll complain about the 80s another time. We went on a totally different area, but it was... We did, but we do need to complain about the 80s. We need to have that discussion. So we'll complain about the 80s and you will talk about Led Zeppelin stereotypes. How about that? That'd be great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Christina, thanks for uh, being here and tolerating my lividness. No, you're good. You're totally my lividity. <laughs> your lividity. Live in lividity. Your leviticus. Live in levi- livid loca, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> live in livid Live in la- livid loca. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Oh my God. Wait, livid la vida? <laughs> Wait, wait, Viva, wait, wait, Viva La Vivid, Livid. That's, that's, that's a tongue twister. That's hilarious. Viva La, Viva La Vivid. <laughs> I can't even do it. Viva La Vivid. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, it's Viva La Livid. Wait, I can't even say yeah. it. Yeah. Wait, Viva. Livin La, La Livid Loca. Because uh, I'm doing like Viva La Vida. Oh, that's why. Because they're livid. Okay, now I'm not livid. Okay. 
livid levita that's the her vendetta i have heard we're vendetta. like going off on a million tangents now it's okay it's like part of the episode it's like baked in there <laughs> can't undo it uh thanks christina um looking forward to talking with you guys about all of that stuff and yes thank you for being here all right sounds good thank you all right christina you have a great day yeah you too bye